My name is Joe Hatch and I'm the Learning Mentor. I'm Kat Gallon, I'm the Teenage Cancer Trust Youth Support Coordinator. Uh, hi, I'm Georgie. Hi, I'm Anya. So how old were you when you were treated? Um, I was diagnosed at 13 and finished treatment when I was 17. I was diagnosed first of all when I was seven, eight years old. And my last treatment I finished when I was 22. So what was it like having cancer in your person? Uh, quite frightening because uh, you couldn't really understand what 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 cancer was and like what diagnosis was really. For me, it was sort of well, it was sort of scary because I had my first treatment when I was little, and then as a young adult, I started my treatment again before I just turned twenty-one. So it was like oh wow, scary. So, could you tell me about how um, you were told when you had cancer? Uh, so, my parents were told first, um, I was only 13. Um, I wasn't told for quite a while um, exactly like what it was. I was just kind of kept getting told lymphoma, but I didn't really know what it was at the time. Um, and then my mum later explained um, to me. So, for me, I... When I was little, I didn't understand anything. So I had first time chemo, everything was so scary. The, the last thing I remember as a, the first thing I remember as a little kid, this, this redhead lady telling me that they're gonna put a, that they're gonna stab my, stab my back or my chest to put something in. And as a little kid, I didn't know what's going on, didn't know what's happening. But as an adult, I already knew what a central part is. So I sort of was ready for it and no one told me that they're gonna stab me in my back of my chest. Was it, was it in Poland when you first? Yeah, the first time I had it was in Poland. Um, what age were you when you came? I was 10 when I came to the UK. Yeah, so that was after my first treatment. How did you feel that your mum and dad was told before? Um, I was quite glad they were told before me because I would have had no idea and just panicked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was quite glad they were told first. Um, but they sort of only told me sort of a month in to treatment because um, I had no idea what was going on. I thought I had like, some kind of infection or something. Um, and then when they told me, they explained quite well as to what it was. Um, but it was kind of just my mum at the time. So. Yeah. Did you feel that was okay to be told how it, how it was being told? Um, I think I would have preferred maybe a nurse explain it, so it would have been kind of in better words and such, but um, it's all right coming from my mum and she did it in quite a good way. And was it on the ward? Was it at home? Or... Uh, this was still on the ward. On the ward. Did you know what it was when you when visited? Uh, not really. I just kind of knew it as like an old person's disease and that's kind of all I knew at age 13. Um, but once I explained a little bit more, I still hadn't kind of grasped how serious it was until kind of quite a way in, when I almost like matured a bit more and got to understand what was happening to me. Did you do any Google that or did you? Yeah, which probably is the best idea. I wouldn't bother with that. So when I gradually found out that I've got cancer, to me it was gradual. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that my tumour is not removable, that I will need to live with it. 
at first it was scary but then it was sort of I had so many years to get used to it before I had my last treatment as an adult so I was like I knew sort of but what I like about the treatment in the UK is that because in Poland when the children get treatment they never get told nothing it's only the parents got invite get invited into the into the doctor's office and then the kid needs to go out the child needs to go out with another parent or someone uh, so we never know but as here in the UK it's really good because the doctor will come and like from my experience he explains every step by step what will happen how it happened and you can just ask any question and it will be described to you as understandable as it is to your certain age. Anything that went really well. I know it's hard to say that when the way that like the nurses deal with your like ways of coping with certain things. Like I had a massive needle phobia when I first came. And so I think like the way they deal with different phobias or uh, any like, questions that you have is quite good. Um, like it, take the time to explain or like let you find out what method helps you have your blood tests or injections or anything done quite well. So for me it was, I found like, like what was surprising for me, like the way the nurses communicate with like children, because I was a child when I came here and they have like children friendly terminologies to things which is pretty good because it doesn't sound as formal so for a kid it's very easy going on the mind and what I found that's also good is the help of um, people like um, cats and everyone else who will organize different things to make their life easier have you been on a different on any of the wards? Have you always been treated on a teenage cancerous ward? I've always been treated on teenage cancerous ward. Have you always been? I've been well, here on, yeah. on the children's one. So yeah, I prefer it on the T T C T or whatever you call it. What do you think is good about it? Well, I think personally that the the layout of the um, the layout of the wards are very, very relaxing and yeah, that's what makes it easier. So is there anything we could have done better? I don't think so personally. What do you think? Um, I think maybe like when I was diagnosed I didn't, I maybe having it explained by a nurse a bit more um, so I actually knew what was going to happen and um, I think maybe after treatment more um, support like throughout like any treatment as well because I think it, to me I was kind of like in between the ages of like children's wards and get like moving to adults wards was kind of like stuck in between and then I just kind of felt almost like I'd just been dropped at the end of a cliff and so I think maybe explaining what support there is for afterwards a bit yeah. more. So how did it affect your relationships? Uh, I think a lot of my friends end up just kind of drifting away because they didn't really know what to say to someone who was going through that at quite a young age like you're not really that mature to know what, what to say and what to do and I think I probably would have done the same if it was someone else um, but it's quite like I think maybe more um, 
like not support for them, but like um, information for friends and like peers of like their own age groups would be more helpful. Um, just so like people can keep their relationships that they're in or friendships and things like that. Yeah, I think that's that's the because I had the same situation. So I think what would have helped like from a school point of view for example in between like friends at school like maybe a little explanation from like the form tutor or something what like what like people can go through different things just a little general explanation may would have helped so how um how have you got to know other young people with cancer yeah, I've got to learn quite a few of the young people with cancer from going to different events with like Teenage Cancer Trust and lots of other like cancer charities as well. Um, and they've all been really helpful and it makes you just feel not so like, alone. You support each other and uh, what I found out that we keep in contact outside of hospitals and outside of the events and, and you support each other, which is really important, especially even when you finish the treatment. It's important to support each other because at that point of the life many people moved away from you but then you've got the new friends that you made through the treatment. So what kind of things have you been on? Um, so I've done some like, I did the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust um, sailing trip and um, I've also been joining on quite a few digital events with uh, Teens Unite so it's been like digital like baking and like quizzes and there's like a digital escape room and things like that. Um, so they're all quite good, even though they're digital, you can still kind of like get to know people a little bit and you don't even have to talk about like the fact that you've all had cancer, you can just kind of know that. So we did the, with the Teenage Cancer Trust, we did a few events, we did a few Zoom, um, throughout the Zoom quizzes, we did, we went bowling, went to a concert, we did all sorts, which which made us feel like we're part of community and we're no different. So lots of professionals ask us how to talk to young people. What would you say to them? Probably don't treat them different. Don't treat us different. Just treat us equally and that will make us feel better. But like start to have, have it in mind that you may Ask because everyone's different, so maybe ask someone if they want to talk or support, or just 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 be there for them. Um, I agree with that, and also sort of just see what ways people like to communicate because people communicate in different ways. That's it. Yeah. Um, or aren't so like confident in speaking, or mm -hmm. or just like a bit of a shy and quieter person sometimes as well. So, what is the most important thing people looking after you should know? Just. Just be, I don't know, because everyone's so different, so... Different worlds, isn't there? Yeah, there's, to, they should to know sort of if they... They've got to know sort of roughly whether you're shy or not. Like, it's hard to say, it's just basically try to understand their second... Well, the person who you're looking after. Yeah. And, and then you'll know how to approach them, that's what I mean, sorry. Get to know each other. Yeah, get to know each other and that's the best way, yeah. Yeah, I think kind of knowing, like, like I said, like how people communicate and um, just like different roles of like jobs and different like people are different themselves as well, and just kind of getting to know like like how 
how much people like to communicate in what ways as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I would have say try not to stress and because you've got lots of beautiful people around you that will help you um, either to get your mind off the treatment or or will help you to discuss. They're a real good team of people, so don't don't stress, don't worry. Everything's good. Just kind of say that there's lots of people around you and just making sure if, if you need any like support or anything, that you ask for it because there's lots there and people don't mind about helping you. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know I was very like, I'm not someone that likes for people to help me, but I think if you need it, it's mm -hmm. like one of those like important times to get help and just ask for it because no one's going to be like, angry at you for asking or anything, so they are. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got a question for you guys because I think both of you are like people I know who've made lots of friends like while you've been on the ward, like um, how, trying to let me phrase it right, but like how is it making friends and keeping friendships with people that you meet in hospital? Is, is it more difficult than you say to meet people at school say or, or in, in your life outside? I'd say it's probably easier to meet people that actually have had cancer because you can relate to them quite a lot because... And they understand you. Yeah, especially like my sort of years of having cancer were sort of the years you mature and actually become a teenager and go through that year. I suppose like the most important times of your life. Mm. Um, and so I think it's easy to meet people who have cancer because you could relate to them as you grow up. And um, I think I only sort of got back to meeting people they didn't have cancer when I went started a new college anyway, so it was like um, meeting like starting fresh then and but it's still nice to have like the friends that you can go to and relate to that still have that cancer and you can talk to them and mm. just like you just you don't even have to speak about the fact that you have it, you can just kind of see them and go, We both have that, we can relate to each other. Yeah, it's just just it's a natural move then because you don't need to explain anything and you feel more comfortable. Yeah, and I think what I think might be difficult for some people, tell me if this is right or wrong, but you know, you, because we have like a big centre in Leeds where you've got people who come from different cities and whatnot, and you might meet people of different ages, is it harder to maintain those friendships or have you found that you kind of still meet up with people after treatment? Um, I think a lot of the people that I've made friends with are like slightly older than me. But I found that better because I find that sort of age group easier to speak to anyway. But that might be because I was going through treatment with everyone else that was older than me. So I kind of like mm. learned to speak to that age group. Um, but I think it's quite, like these days, like the Snapchat and everything to message people on. It's quite good to like keep in contact with them like that way. And then also going to lots of other events with senior countries and things. Um, it's a good way to keep in contact with them. Well, for me, I still keep in contact with some people some people moved moved forward so went to do their life enjoy themselves which is good because obviously you know it makes me happy to feel like they're trying to forget about it and then sometimes you get the moments that are sad that one of your friends may pass away but then you've got to think like hey they're not in pain anymore and they're yeah so just think positive yeah and yeah do you feel like you got behind in your work or did you manage to keep to keep up with school? Uh, I think because where I was at, it wasn't kind of like the most important yeah. time of high school. It was quite yeah. like 
early high school, year eight, year nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I did go back, I had sort of kept up a little bit and um, sort of with maths and English and things was kind of in hospital. But most time in hospital, I was too ill to be yeah. bothered to do any work. Um, and even at home, I had like, some private tutors that came to the house, but that didn't happen very often either, really. Um, but I still did the what work I could and I quite enjoyed reading, so I'd do yeah. a lot of that to kind of keep up with sort of my age groups of reading and writing and things like that. So for me, as a little, when I was little, so most of my first treatment when I had in Poland, I missed most of my primary school. So, but I can't remember, that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, but as an adult, so I started my treatment um, when I started university. And before the before I got re-diagnosed, I thought like, oh, I'm gonna be a better person if I go to uni. I gotta do everything even stress. But now I think it's not worth my stress. So I decided to do courses outside of university to get to where I want. And there's a lot, of, a lot less stress with outside courses. So people will find their own their own way of dealing with it. Did you feel like treatment had made you feel different in the long term or did you feel once you finished treatment? I think I matured a lot more. Like because the treatment, I had most of my life treatment, I felt always all of my life much mature than people my age. So I always communicated better with older people. I feel like you do that as well, don't you? For the like, not your age, but, but you always, and you said from you, you started 13, did you? Yeah. I think I've always kind of been that way a little bit, but mm. I think as I went through treatment, I got even more that way. Yeah, um, I'm saying. Because you spend like, your whole time in hospital speaking to adults, and a lot of the people like, on the ward with me as well were like just like years older than mm. me as well. Um, so it was kind of like that was the age group that I sort of learned to speak yeah. to and still kept speaking to as well. Yeah. Is there any tips um, if you, when you were on the ward and the young people are listening now, is there any good tips you can provide that would be, that, that made you feel a bit better when you were on the ward? Is there anything, is there anything that... So like personally, because I love doing art, I used to bring my artwork, which made me think less when I was on the ward about the treatment, obviously talking to people. So my tip is for you to find something that you love. So whether it's games, watching things, just do what you love and try not to think about it and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think sort of bringing like comfort items when you're in hospital, like having a favorite teddy or a blanket and things like that. Um, and like I said earlier, just asking for things if you need things. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, like I said, just yeah, finding yeah. something you have, something that you can like distract yourself with anything that you enjoy doing, so you're not sort of just staring at your drip and <laughs> waiting did, for time to go. Did you do anything while you were here? Did you do anything? Um, I have the same sort of love art and then music mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and the same. Music is a good therapy anyway, so. For me it was positive, that's all I can say. It was a lot more positive and I think as the time goes by in everywhere in the world, the technology goes forward, the 
mentality improves, so it will get better and better. And yeah. Yeah. Positive. Positive thinking. Positive. 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 Positive.